This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back to What's Eating You. I'm Brian Yang here with Ariel the AT. Woo! We're back, baby. In moving, there's lots of delicious food that I'm here now, so that's been a very exciting thing for me. Well, that's so good. That, it's always good to get a change of scenery and get new food options in the new yes. neighborhood. I've been eating too much. <laughs> now Fat Ariel is back. She's trying to be back on keto. That uh, is, so far, not working great for me. As we all know, Fat Ariel books much more work in you know entertainment. What? She certainly does because she just got booked for three different things. Ariel has not, skinny Ariel has not been booked in like over a year. And all of a sudden, that Ariel emerges from the darkness to be booked for a But you know why that is though, right? When you're skinny, you're competing with all the hot people. Mm, the young and skinny people. That's that really not- hard, right? Yeah. That's and then you're not even fat, but you are... <laughs> go ahead just do it (laughs) fuck it it's over our friendship done you're not fat i'm in the same boat we're not fat fat. but we're fat for show business yeah you know what i mean like (laughs) when (laughs) when we're in a commercial or like you know you know hopefully one day a sitcom or a movie we would be considered like the sidekick friend right oh man but you're lucky wow. you could you could go into both because when you're skinny, Ariel, you're in that lane. For me, I've always been in that sidekick lane, right? So I'm only competing with other people in that realm, and it's not as hard. If I was like ripped Brian, and jacked, just digging deeper and deeper, <laughs> no. and deeper and deeper into this no. hole. I'm cheating on myself. Now. <laughs> I was jacked. You call me the fat sidekick. <laughs> and said that maybe if i lost a few pounds i could be the star (laughs) saying that's what that's why you weren't booking work when you were skinny ariel they don't want me to be the star none of this makes sense (laughs) i really dug myself into a hole we haven't done a podcast in three months i don't know what i'm talking about anymore (laughs) oh no well I guess we could start with the usual. What's eating you? What's eating Let's you? Let's do Brian? it. I think we have the same. What's eating? Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for bailing me out. Yeah, <laughs> as I always do. I'm just saying when I get the sides, the the description of the character is always a relatable guy, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, I don't think Wait. Brad Pitt's getting that in his. <laughs> so funny they say relatable for men and then for women they say what's the word they use uh attainable or something like, <laughs> attainable. like something uh, that's even worse because relatable is actually like it's, you know oh i can relate to him attainable is like oh i could get that <laughs> yeah attainable woman <laughs> <laughs> 
aspirational that's the word. aspirational yeah yeah so she's like not super hot because that's you can't ever aspire to be that you can like yeah yeah you can aspire to be like angelina jolie but this person but this person is homely enough yes that's what they mean (laughs) yeah but anyways what's eating us is of course the recent spate of um anti-asian hate crimes um several asian women were uh shot and killed and uh you know it just sucks to obviously see that happen and then you see the way the police like cover the killer's actions by saying oh he was just having a bad day oh he's a kid the guy's 21 years old he's not a kid it's so crazy i know like the way that they have made this sound like the way they're trying to make us feel bad for him is yeah like he made a mistake who makes a mistake like that who makes a mass killing mistake he drove to four different massage parlors like a mistake would be oh i (laughs) i don't know i accidentally drove into the store because my foot was on the gas to the wrong massage parlor yeah whoops a days but i went in and murdered people i don't make mistakes like that we are not afforded mistakes like that right so to to do that blame it on a bad day blame it on your sex addiction and then now to say like oh but he's just a kid he's so young and then you look at tamir rice and trayvon martin who are both underage who are called men in many um news reports and who you know they tried to make look like adults in pictures um when they're both they were both literally children they're both literally under the age of 18 and this guy is 21 years old he's a grown man he had his own car he bought a gun like this is a man this is a man who knew right from wrong and yeah uh you don't drive to four different locations and kill eight people uh because you're having a bad day or because you made a mistake this is premeditated murder um if you look at his facebook post the dude was inspired by all that Trump China virus shit. And uh, that is why the shit you say matters, you know? Words mean things. That's why all of this matters. That's why we try to be like rhetoric makes like rhetoric rhetoric makes shit like this happen. This is, (laughs) this is it. This is it. This can probably, I don't want to spend, you know, yeah. There was that whole, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but like in comedy, there was uh, that whole SNL situation where someone was fired for anti-Asian um, stuff that they said on a podcast. And at the time, a lot of comedians were like, oh, now this is what we're doing. We're taking away free speech. We're policing everything we say on a podcast. And it's like, no, you can still say whatever you want. But also at the same time, you can be held accountable for it because all of that gets balled up into this. That guy who said those things on his podcast, he won't go out and kill Asian people, but someone's going to hear that and that adds to their ball of hate. Yeah, they're going to be emboldened. And then they hear the president say it's the Kung flu. That adds to their ball of hate. And then they get on Facebook and they join these crazy groups that say that China created the virus and they targeted America. And what does that do? That makes us the enemy. And we, dude, the majority of Asian people 
anybody really who comes to America comes to America because they were persecuted in the country that they came from and they were being killed there and they come here for a better life because they want to try and assimilate. And then we come here and then we also get killed. <laughs> they wouldn't be here if they were trying to be your enemy. And the people he killed were Korean. They weren't even Chinese. And that's the other fucking thing that's so stupid about racism. Yeah, they don't even know racist. who to go after. No. No. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's just, it's all bad. It's all fucking sad. And yeah, it's been a lot to take in in the last 24 hours. And last, dude, my barber's in Chinatown and I was on high alert the whole time I went down there. Uh, it's crazy. There's way more cops out, which I don't think helps anything. It just made me more nervous um, right. because you can tell they don't want to be there. <laughs> they don't want to be patrolling yeah, Chinatown. They're not going to actually help. Yeah, they're just there because it looks good for the mayor or whoever the fuck wants it to look safe. And uh, yeah, I was definitely because when I went to get my haircut, that guy had just gotten stabbed um, a couple of nights before there. And for a lot of the attacks, it was older Asians who were getting pushed. And this time it was yeah. like a 36 year old guy who got stabbed in the back and almost died. So it's like, dude, they're coming for everybody. Like, obviously, older Asian people are more vulnerable. But now it's looking like they're just coming for anyone and everyone. It's, it's fucking scary. It's a scary time. Like, no matter what way you slice it, it's just fucking scary. Yeah. Like, you you want to have some semblance of normalcy now and, like, go outside. Like, I know you got your vaccine. I got mine. Big flex. But, like, you can't <laughs> I'm even half go. vaccinated. <laughs> half vaccinated. Yeah. Um, but you can't even go outside with being, like, who's going to be around the corner trying to jump me? Like, what? It kind of sucks because I knew that once people started getting vaccinated and things opened up again, I... Like these guys have been like waiting for this time. I feel like when people are gathering again and they can like go out and hurt people. Just when I thought we were out of the range of mass shootings, because we hadn't had one in a minute. Yep. They keep coming back. They really need to just unplug Facebook. Yeah. Because <laughs> these people just shut it down for, for the last Reddit, year the have just been stewing in all of their crazy ideas. And now that it's getting warmer and everyone's getting vaccinated and things are opening back up. Now they're like, oh, now I have an outlet where I can physically put to work all of this crazy stuff that I've learned on the Internet. Um, because. It all sounds nuts, but you know the pizza game stuff. Someone showed up to that pizza restaurant in DC yeah, right. with a gun because they thought Hillary Clinton was going to be down there trafficking kids. And this guy, for whatever reason, like I don't know if it was because of Trump saying it's the China virus, or now people are saying he was like a sex addicted guy. Whatever reason, he went off the internet and took it into real life. Um, You're saying how can you be a sex addict if you've never had sex and that's that's a really great question i don't know that boy has that boy don't fuck right you see his beard but i mean i think these guys can get obsessed with the idea of okay. wanting to fuck you know what i mean i guess i'm just i'm just confused 
Like, what do you think you're... I don't know. I just can't... I guess I can't be in the mind of a murderer. You yeah. Know? Like, what are you trying to prove? I think a, a lot of whiteness, too, is the idea that because you're white, you're owed things, right? So, like, I'm, I'm a white guy. Why aren't these Asian women having sex with me? I'm the superior race. Mm-hmm. And if you look at this dude, he looks like a fucking... I mean, no offense to Amish people. I know they can't listen to podcasts. He does look Amish. <laughs> he looks like an Amish. Like an Amish doing normal person costume. Yeah, Amish exactly. people are normal. Like straight when, dressing. When Amish cosplay. people have normal con and they all dress up <laughs> with the normal people they see in town. That's yes. what he looked like. That's what he was doing. Yeah. He was giving me. You're so right. He was serving Amish cosplay. cosplaying normal. Cosplaying um, normie Midwest guy, but I oh, think man. that's what it is, man. I think these white guys. I mean, it's it's honestly, it's men of every ethnicity, who the of every group. There are certain men who feel like they are owed things by women because they are men. It is prevalent in white men, and now we're learning that a lot of the anti-Asian um, violence has been mostly against Asian women uh, because I think they're the most vulnerable and they've been the most dehumanized, man. Like Asian women are fetishized yeah. and they're, they're seen as like sex objects. So they're not even seen as like human beings. So I think that makes it much easier if you're in that mindset to take someone's life because they're, she's just like, she's a thing. She's not a human yeah. being. So it's sick. Well, bless the families sorry that this continues to happen and i'd only hope that white men seek help go to therapy it's too late. Seek jesus christ therapy. stop coming to open mics Throw and go to therapy away. yeah you don't need to go and open mic no one needs to hear what you have to say just <laughs> seek i promise you, you all your problems to a therapist i promise you there will be a video surface of this guy doing stand-up. I promise you, dude. These guys are always failed comics. They are 100% of the time failed comedians. I think he's a failed magician, but that's just... <laughs> yeah. This man... It, it's crazy that so much of the time, these like the fucking QAnon shaman mm-hmm. who was at oh, the riot... Yeah. What's up with him? That dude wasn't, he was a failed actor. All of these guys. He was. Trying you to. You know what I do? I ignore them. You just check out? Like, I, because I can't, I cannot give those people my energy. Even like I, reading an article about them, I can't do it. I get um, into the, I, I, the I've heard weeds what they did. It, yeah. I know what they did. And then I won't go any further because i'm not gonna learn anything fucking new they're all the same prototype of person right so i'm not gonna learn anything new they're just whack sad angry white men that just didn't get their i don't know they didn't pay their therapy bills so they weren't able to like talk to their therapist that week and so here we are i unfortunately dumb shit read everything on the internet and oh, no, yeah, so when they were trying to id everyone because there were pictures of these guys they found like his uh website <laughs> and he was like voice actor <laughs> actor model so this guy was just trying to be an actor oh my and, god but also got deep into QAnon shit and now he's in prison i have secondhand embarrassment for him i mean these are our brothers in show business <laughs> <laughs> these are the our people in arms. yep yes 
these are the people okay well that was what's eating us everything's terrible yes everything's um, bad everything's but bad except food is still good food is still good and i will say i'm seeing a lot of people uh who are sharing uh you know posts and positive messages and i even saw someone because i said i wrote today on twitter that i was like look the retweets and everything are great but you need to donate and especially if you're a white person i think the easiest thing you can do is like just talk to your family members who are racist Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. and i've had to do it because i have family members that are white now that i'm married into a white family and it fucking sucks to call someone out it's hard but you have to do it because then i think when you do at least in my experience experience like a light bulb switches in their head because they're like oh fuck (laughs) someone called me out because these people are just never called out and when they finally do i I feel like they're like oh wow i've had like the opposite experience i don't think that they um learn anything when they're called out i think Mm. that since they've never been called out and you're the only one calling them out you look wrong to them yes that happens too yeah they've had a hundred people just be indifferent to their bullshit or just not say anything so to them that's like your silence is like complicity Mm -hmm. so the moment you call them out they're like oh well you're wrong because no one's ever said anything to me before so fuck you they're just and then they dig their heels in so i mean at some point you might get to them but i don't know I, yeah, I just have a lot of like ignorance for sure around me. <laughs> so there's I, that. I I am hopeful that after something like this happens, and if you your fa- if you're white and your family is still doing like ching chong jokes, I hope you can be like, hey, like this is real. Like people are dying, and they don't get all defensive and they're like, oh shit, you're right. I maybe maybe I'll know, try really to, need to make that ching chong. Yeah, is that, right. Is that really what you need? People are right, dying, right, right. Diane. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. But um, let's talk about food now. Let's talk about uh, why we do this podcast. Of course, we have yes. to talk about that because it's resting heavy Sorry. on our hearts. Sorry. <laughs> we had to talk about it. We had to do it to you. Um, our new segment for this episode <laughs> is just called Eat. Eat. Man, we are a year into the pandemic. And we have just been eating, uh, <laughs> if you can tell by the conversation <laughs> I just had with Ariel calling her fat. <laughs> yes, We're body positive I on this podcast. All the way. So I had lost 30 pounds doing keto, if you are an, a long-time listener. And now I gained 20 of them back. 
Dude, so I mean, that's how long to... the... I texted you the other day. I got skinny, fat, skinny, and then fat again. Like, this yeah. is how long the pandemic's been. Yeah, it's been long. Uh, so I'm tr- I lost five pounds back on keto. But the problem is my body got so used to eating like carbs and sugar and bread and nonsense. I've been eating nonstop. And uh, Isaac got me for Christmas a beautiful KitchenAid. So all I was doing was making baked goods and scones and breads and donuts and bagels. Oh boy. So um, your girl got fat again off that stuff, but it was a delicious journey. What a journey it's been. What are some of the top highlights that you can remember for the last few months that you've either made or eaten? Okay. Well, I discovered this place near the house called Bao Nanas. It's like Bao and then yeah. banana. I love, I love the bun. Oh my God. It is like the best banana pudding you've ever had in your life. So it's basically like sweet vanilla whipped cream, but a little thicker than whipped cream. So it's like a pudding. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. A whole layer of full vanilla wafers and yes. slices of banana. Oh God. So the wafer, since it's been sitting there, it becomes like a soft crumble. It's like a cake basically. It's like cake. Yeah. Um, and so they do different flavors. They do ube, they do matcha, cookies and cream. Oh my like God. Ever. And so since discovering that there was a point where we were eating it every day, not healthy. <laughs> And then we moved. <laughs> that was like by his apartment. So it was, yeah, it was like, well, cool. At least we won't be near it when we move to the new spot. Like we'll still have to drive there. So it won't be so easy to get it wrong. They put like, they outsource their shit and they sell pints at this oh. general store walking distance from. My oh. house. <laughs> and so since discovering that now I've gotten too like. <sighs> I got some today for dinner, so there's that. I mean, it's banana, so it's healthy, I feel like. It's not. <laughs> and vanilla wafers, not healthy. Oh, that sounds so good, though. Oh, it's fucking stupid. And God damn, that over. sounds yep, good. Yep, it's good. Um, another thing we're close by, for the second time ever, we went out to eat during pandemic, and it was for my birthday, so it was a special occasion. I turned 21, and we got this sushi from a place called Domo Domo, which is like Michelin star sushi. And they have it in the city, but they also have one near my house. So we went there and I got the, I don't know what it's called when they continue, like a prefix sort of where they can. Yeah. Like a tasting menu. A tasting menu. Yeah. Wow. I became emotional at how good the food was, but also I was high on mushrooms. (laughs) Now. I think that was more than mushrooms. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the food was that good. How many courses did they bring out during the meal? A million. It was oh. more than more than eight. Oh shit! Many, like okay, wow. Just it was my birthday. Yeah, so yeah. They continued yeah. to bring for one for every year, twenty-one courses. <laughs> so I ate all of that, and I don't even know what was my favorite part. I think my favorite part was my boyfriend telling me he doesn't actually like sushi. Um, <laughs> like halfway in course yeah. fourteen course 14 he's like you know i don't really like sushi right i just want you to have a good time which is very sweet but also like we could have gone somewhere else right you'll eat other things right i mean i ate 
I always I feel like fancy sushi though, especially if there's a tasting menu, that just feels for whatever reason the most fun. Oh, it's so fun. I like watching the guy make the sushi and like the presentation is always really fun. Yeah. Yeah, they did like lots of fun, like weird presentations, like soupy things, and Mm -hmm. uh, I don't even know. And then at the last course, there was a sushi wagyu beef. Oh shit. that's the part that made me emotional oh it shit was, i've seen how they do it too right it's raw and then they hit it with the flame real quick yes yes oh. it's just a a kiss oh it's like butter yeah it was <laughs> i was gonna share it with him since he doesn't like like <laughs> raw fish i was like oh, he doesn't need to eat this he doesn't he won't understand won't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won't know so i ate it and it was delicious and it oh was that sounds so good <sighs> I'm trying to think of what else I've eaten that I really was happy about. Yeah, moving here, there is a lot of really delicious, stupid food. I mean, we're near a lot of like liquor stores too. So we've had a lot of like really good wine. Um, I love wine. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Porta pizza. It's like a wood fired pizza. It's very oh, good. yeah. Uh, That's like a, a life goal of mine is to have my own wood fire pizza oven in my oh, backyard one day obsessed. you know what i might have pizza for dinner i might just fuck the whole day up and get pizza that's not keto i know <laughs> while you do this i'm gonna order, I'm gonna pizza. order pizza what's your go-to uh, we've been um getting pizza a lot from this new place called lucille's up here in harlem and i've been getting the broccoli rob and sausage oh. pizza with white sauce and it's a square grandma pizza so so good i we've been getting it all the time and we've also like dude we're deep in the pandemic now right we're heading into year two we just get a a crispy cream exactly we're helping the economy a crispy cream just opened up near us and we've been getting crispy cream so chelsea downloaded the app on her phone yeah so we, we killed uh we got a dozen and then three regular glaze. So they do a dozen St. Patrick's Day green donuts. We got a dozen of those and three regular glazed. And we finished all 15 <laughs> donuts in one day. You, um, I also have a Krispy Kreme by my house. There's a there's like too much food. I'm not yeah. going to be able to be keto. I'm making this pizza order as we speak. <laughs> what are you going to get? Have really good, what do you want? No nothing crust square oh. pie? margarita i love a nice margarita i that you can never go wrong yeah i might do that i feel like margarita is healthy because it's very thin yeah i'm gonna order that and it's basil yeah you're right everybody i feel like the basil the thin crust and the tomato sauce cancels out the mozzarella and makes it healthy right you're right that's what i'm doing this is a new segment on the show, oh, Ariel, Ariel just orders, orders pizza <laughs> on the line. Because by the time it comes here, it'll be like nine o'clock. Yeah. Make it well done. What the fuck is going on? It seems wrong. You eat the pizza. What else am I getting? At nine. What an appetizer side. Order. Oh, you got to get some wings. <laughs> they also have beef patties. Oh, wow. Oh, no. We found a Mexican spot. Is it good? It's 24 hours and it's again walking distance. Oh, God. So, 
we've been eating and they have like a proper not quite to my liking but isaac really loves it mm. tres leches mm-hmm. it's like just it's missing like one component for it to be perfect but it's generally very good yeah and they they have like the birria tacos oh i made birria tacos oh my god um i did a slow cooker 10 hours they were amazing oh my god my i'm actually dreaming what's happening to me yeah i was gonna do a quick buffalo wing situation yeah why not yeah you can't just eat a margarita pie that's not enough food right right you're gonna be very surprised when there's a bug on the door that's the best that's the best surprise it's like whoa what's this well i also got him banana so he should be happy oh my god look at that (laughs) you just were talking about how you need to stop eating all of this stuff (laughs) You're booked and busy though. Who cares? This is know, this is what this you got to do. What it's for. I'm pay- Look, they're paying me to eat, huh? <sighs> okay, carry on. What have you been eating? <laughs> what, a, what a good segment. <laughs> 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 um, so I talked. Yeah, we we got that new pizza spot, Lucille's. Um, we've been doing a lot of Krispy Kreme. Uh, I started making Dan Dan noodles. Do you know what that that is? No, tell me. It's uh. It's a Chinese dish that's like uh, it's made with chili oil and usually tahini or peanut butter. So it's like a very nutty, spicy flavor. And so you make that sauce. It's chili oil. I I like to use peanut butter because it makes a a little hint of sweetness. The tahini is a little... Uh, I don't know to me like you have to use Chinese tahini and I was using regular tahini I couldn't find Chinese tahini so I think that that's what was making it taste weird yeah Yeah, it was a little off so the peanut butter actually made it taste better to me so you make you mix garlic chili oil peanut butter sesame oil all together and then you make some uh, ground pork with like ginger uh, garlic Chinese spices um, Chinese cooking wine, and then you put that all in a bowl, mix it up, throw in your noodles. I haven't been able to go to a Chinese grocery store, so I've been doing uh, the blasphemous thing of using Italian noodles for my wow. Chinese noodle dish. I, I know hate that. I know. Just come here. I, know. I live next to a 99 ranch, and you live next to Asian food. I'm not moving. It's literally food and 99 ranch. Are you fucking kidding me? There's a store in New Jersey called Asian food. Never leaving. (laughs) But I mean, it's it almost. Have you been to Sean's famous foods? It used to be down near where we recorded. Yeah. There's a a chain. Yeah. If you use um, Paperdell Italian noodles, it's almost like the thin flat Chinese noodle. It's almost. It's close. Not. It makes me sad. They're almost the same thing. It's it's so good. That's all I've had, it so I've been like using that. It is hate crimey. It is blasphemy, but I've been doing it. It's really, I mean, if I made it, you would love it. It's really good. So it's spicy and sweet, and I've, I've made that. It's really easy to make, so I've been making that like every day. It's so good. Um, so oh, and and it um, it uses Szechuan peppercorns, which is if you've ever had Szechuan real Szechuan food makes your tongue go numb if you have the real yes, yes, peppercorn yes. right oh, so the, i want that i want that sensation well the first time i made it i thought it said five tablespoons 
of Szechuan pepper. Oh my god! So I like go balls deep. <laughs> Five tablespoons is a lot, dude. I couldn't feel my entire mouth. The second time I made it, I actually looked at the recipe and it said three to five teaspoons. I used one teaspoon and that was enough to make your tongue go numb. So I completely royally fucked up because I was like, dude, this tastes insane. Like I can't feel my mouth. It's because I used like infinitely more Szechuan peppercorn than the. Sometimes you you also just got to know that the recipe is wrong. Right. Like, you know, if a recipe says it calls for like one tablespoon when you're frying something, you're like, that's not that's right. too much. Yeah, it's too little. Like if you're using one tablespoon to fry like nine pounds. of Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or like if it says a tablespoon of salt and you're like, this is not right, actually right. you have to just know that's that's one of the things about um, chefing it up. You just you got to know you got to feel you it. Figure it out. Yeah, that's the thing, it. though. I hadn't made this. So oh, I so thought you were trying up. to go by the recipe. For the first yeah. Time. I had, um, didn't you make a flan a while ago I did, that I made you emotional because it didn't work out? <laughs> yeah, I cried. it was good. So, it tasted good. So that happened to me. Well, this didn't taste good. I tried to make homemade um, soup dumplings and it's oh, really, really hard. Asian food. Now I should have just, just ordered. It costs like twice the amount to make it myself if I had just ordered it from our dumpling place. But the, the trick with soup dumplings is you got to make the soup become a jello and then you cut it up and put it in the dumpling i could never get the soup to become jello and then on top of that i didn't know how to make the dumpling wrapper i fight they were too thick so it was just like eating dough and I, it, it sucked it was <laughs> and it took me like nine hours it was horrible this was all on chinese new year i tried to make like dumplings Damn. for us it just complete failure we had a bunch of Chinese New Year stuff because um, he was filming something for his school and had like a chef come in and she was showing how to make things for Chinese New Year. And he, she let him take all the stuff home. And oh, like, man. Oh. So we had dumplings. Oh, and that's great. She had some sort of like sweet dumpling as well with um, sesame seeds and like a sweet sesame. Oh, it was just so good. I don't know what any of it was, but it was delicious. And it was not a deconstructed dumpling the way you had it. So, <laughs> well, I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. I, I, for me, I just don't have the finesse. My hands are fucked up. Man, if you look at these Chinese old ladies, how the way they fold the dumpling, it's literally, Beautiful. it's art. It's art. Yeah. And I just don't have the finesse or the, it just has to be in your soul and it's not in my soul. Wow. Too American. Yeah. Like that for you. And also I'm long, like we don't have dumplings, you know, it's not a thing we do. What's the food of your people? So I actually, because of that failure, I was like, well, I'll make a Hmong dish that my mom used to make. And it's just basically the soup. And it actually turned out really good. You just get a bunch of pork, right? You get like um, pork ribs, pork belly. And then I got pork, um, basically pork chops. You throw that all in a pot of water. And you just, just boil that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you just boil it. So the broth is just like pork. And okay. then you throw a little bit of lemongrass, a little bit of ginger to give it, um, you know, a little bit of that zesty flavor. And then you throw in um, Chinese greens or mustard greens in for like five minutes. And bam, you eat that with rice and pepper. Delicious. That sounds good. Yeah. I and the pork is going to be good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And the pork belly becomes so soft um and then you dip it in the pepper you eat it with the rice 
So Hmong food is very simple because we didn't have much in Laos, right? So a lot of stuff is boiled. So this is just like a boiled pork with vegetable dish. It's a very simple, but I tried to use, usually when like Hmong people did it when I was growing up, you can use like the cheapest pork you could find. But I was like, I'm going to use pork belly. I'm going to use like the nicest pork I can find and the nicest vegetables mm-hmm. I can find. Elevate it, yeah. yeah, not even elevate it, but just use like the best ingredients. Because usually right. this dish is just, it's a stable. It's like, it's like um, having stir fry or something. Stir fry or like for white people, it's hamburger helper, right? Right, like right. It's your go-to, your mom's tired because the dad doesn't so wait, cook. How long do you, um, do you like boil the pork? So day? is it a slow? No. Slow so the boil? recipe is actually only 30 to 45 minutes, but I left it in longer because when I made the dumplings, I left the pork belly in the dumpling broth for six hours and legit the pork belly was so soft and so tender and so good. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to let this soup stew for like two hours instead, even though the directions are like for 30 to 45 minutes, you're good. Everything's cooked. It's fine. But I'm going to go slow and low for like two hours to see what happens. And it made it a little different from the real recipe because the real recipe, everything's not as tender, but I like everything to be like falling off the bone. And so it was a little different, but I liked it how everything was really like slow cooked and yeah so it it was almost like a different take on this dish but it was still very like the type of food i ate growing up i want that yeah it's super easy to do too damn i shouldn't have ordered pizza (laughs) i mean pizza's the go-to for us asian food (laughs) um, we don't really have like a close asian spot like a restaurant like a proper one that I would order from. We have yeah. um, a Caribbean place. Oh, yes, we do. We have a place. It's like, it's mostly Thai. Mm. Um, and it's expensive. So this area, like, I guess a lot of yuppies moved over here. Yuppies love Thai food. Pretty, yuppies love And Thai. Thai food is like the most expensive. <laughs> you know what's weird? Well, you could just trick white people into spending all the money on it. Yeah, for whatever reason, Thai food is seen as fancier than Chinese food. For whatever reason, I have no idea why. I mean, it's fancy Chinese food. Yeah, and then Korean food is like even fancier than both. And then Japanese food is like the the fanciest for some reason. So who knows? I don't know. Um, But I've really been just trying to get back to like my Asian roots and make Asian food for so long. I always said my favorite food was Mexican food and Italian food. So that's like what I leaned into when I learned how to cook. I really just wanted to make like Italian stuff and Mexican so stuff. I am the same way. I cook mostly Mexican food, Italian food. Um, a lot of I cook a lot of Asian food, actually, mm-hmm. but I don't ever cook Spanish food. See, when I, I was young, you, like, you don't ever cook like rice and beans. And yeah. Stuff. When that's I was I, I moved out when i and got my own apartment at like 21 22 so i think i was like oh i'm sick of asian food and now in my 30s i'm like oh fuck i miss asian food so i'm trying to relearn all this stuff that i ate when i was little because i haven't had it in so long especially like home cooked so that's why i'm like going back and trying to learn how to make that stuff i also don't like making spanish food i don't enjoy it it's not fun because it's rice and beans which is not fun to me i like making spanish desserts Mm. um or more difficult which isn't super difficult but like empanadas and stuff i prefer to make like things that you can actually put together because rice and beans like that's not 
make I can make Spanish fries with chicken in it. It's just not my favorite thing to make. I think it's the stuff you easy. grow up eating like isn't fun to you. Because to me, that's like I love making pollo a la brasa and like rice and beans. I love making that stuff. Yeah. But I didn't grow up eating it. So maybe that's why. That's and maybe that's why you love ma- you love making Asian food because like that's not what your mom and dad were making, right? No, it was like a tree when my grandmother would make Chinese rice or yeah. make like Asian food. I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm yeah. living for. So we, I mean, Chelsea knows she loves stir fry and I hate it because stir fry is like what we ate all the time. Stir fry yeah. was like, it yeah, was always ready to go. Beans. Yeah, because it's basically just like soy sauce, hoisin sauce, vegetables, chicken, and over rice. And dude, yeah, white people love, love stir fry, right? They love it. But I ate it like fucking four nights a week. And so I hate yeah, stir fry why, now. Why would I want that? Yeah. That's how I feel. Same way. But slowly as I've gotten away from it as an adult, now I kind of want to come back to it a little bit, you know? Yeah, I'll figure it out. I also, it's just, yeah, it's like when my mom would get tired after work, there would be rice, there would be beans, there would be a meat. But that's the thing so, to me. There's nothing better than like Colombian or Peruvian food. Like that stuff is yeah, the best to me. That's true. When someone else makes it, it's more exciting. I'm not excited to make it. I yeah, I get it because it's just whatever you grow up on isn't exciting. It's not. It's not like exotic to you. No. It's like to me, chi- like Peruvian chicken or like Colombian pork, like that stuff. It's like wow, I didn't have these flavors growing up. You know. So that's why I love it. Just get adobo. Adobo was like a thing. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I never had until I was an, an adult. I put adobo on everything. So now I don't really like the taste of it. I used to put oh, it on see, like, cheese and chicken <laughs> and rice. Pizza, I would put it on. Literally everything had adobo on it. So now I have this giant thing of adobo in my house just to say like I have adobo. Because you have to. That's the way yeah. like Asians have to have sriracha and it's so funny that sriracha became so popular but that sriracha is our adobo yeah i don't even use i used to love sriracha myself when it became like popular again or whatever yeah it became a thing i don't know well it's like everything white people got a hold of it yeah once that happened it it lost its love once there was a sriracha (laughs) shirt at urban outfitters i was like this is over i was like what the fuck what the fuck is going on who's getting money for this I don't know if this is the whole thing, but uh, Starbucks for a while had packets of sriracha, but it was their own sriracha. Right. I remember that. So this is maybe like. That blew my mind when I saw like the ketchup packet of sriracha. Yeah, yeah, but it was sriracha. So once that happened, I think that was the end for me. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out the game. Yeah. Well, this will segue nicely into our next segment. Um, so we're now in food news. Uh, that's what we've been eating. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about. The one food aspect of the Meghan Markle Oprah interview, um, one part she did actually like. I didn't there, watch it, Brian. I loved it. It was great. Um, I don't know why I care, but I care. Um, she talked about how she's been working her whole life, right? So it's like this world of being a royal is very foreign to her. And the thing that kind of caught on online was that she worked at a yogurt shop called Humphrey Yogurt. <laughs> when she was 13 and just made me laugh because like obviously the name's funny but once she mentioned it 
like people started going there again and now they have like lines out the door which is hilarious because Meghan markle worked there like a billion 18 years ago, years ago. yes yeah, seven celebrities they're just like us yeah no maybe like 20 years ago now more yeah. than 20 years how old she's 40 is she i don't know i think she's like 38 39 maybe 40 she said she worked there when she was 13 but uh it just made me think about like the fast food because i started working very young as well and i worked at a jersey mike's when i was in high school which is weird because jersey mike's are from the east coast and i grew up on the west coast where there was the only jersey mike's (laughs) in california basically and it was in my random ass hometown uh in the suburbs of sacramento weird yeah really weird it was the weirdest thing was because i had never really i my brother was born in New Jersey, but I was so young that I don't remember really anything about the East Coast, but they would send out like the East Coast reps and they were like the most Jersey Goomba dudes. <laughs> they would basically tell us like, Guys because we were the ready. only store on the West Coast and basically we were doing everything wrong. They're like you're not using enough. You're not using enough sauce, kid. You're not using enough. And the guy's name. I remember this for the rest of my life. His name was also Brian, and he saw my name tag. He goes, Brian, that's the best name. <laughs> this is Jersey Goomba, <laughs> regional manager. That man um, was murdered and never seen again. <laughs> that man is. This was a mafia front. Why did he's wearing the me? cement shoes now? Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was my like high school job that was comparable to Humphrey Yogurt. And then you were telling me that you worked at Starbucks for a long time. I did. I worked at Starbucks for a long time. The thing that I, the main takeaway from Starbucks is that we literally took things away from Starbucks. We would steal from Starbucks all the time. I mean, I think working fast food in high school, a big component is stealing, (laughs) unfortunately. We would get gallons of milk, gallons of almond milk, um, toilet paper. At a certain point, my friend, (laughs) this is not funny. Um, At a certain point, my friend had to adopt her siblings and she was 18 year old three kids. Yeah, I know, but we funny. used to just steal stuff for her. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> we would take like toilet paper, yeah. and, uh, milk and bread, whatever we could, pastries. I love that. Everything. Yeah. We were Did you guys have a big walk-in freezer? Yes. So, no, so no, 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 that's a lie. We had a, a walk-in fridge. Oh, uh, yeah. So, sorry. We it had the- small. It wasn't big. Oh, we had a huge, because it's a, it's a sandwich shop, so you had to keep all the produce and meat in the walk-in fridge right it's huge it's it's bigger than like most new york city bathrooms basically like picture something that big um but so our place there were cameras everywhere except in the fridge so the fridge is where you would go do all your illegal stuff (laughs) (laughs) i never did anything that bad i would just like eat all the meat that was in there like so that's where we had like the the pastrami you just fucking bare hand a handful of salami and throw it in your mouth i worked at a kosher par bakery oh there you go yeah and so where you would do your activities because there would be a a um rabbi walking around making sure you didn't have any of like the paraphernalia inside of the bakery so since it was parv we could not also have we couldn't have cheese or um meat in this so no dairy and no meat in the bakery so they would check your bags and stuff to make sure you didn't have any oh. paraphernalia. So I'd go in the walk-in fridge and I would eat 
the vat of icing and I would dip the yeah. pastries. <laughs> that in was the really ice. fat area. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was so skinny. I had no concept of like oh. I become fat. So I was like, oh yeah, I could just eat this forever and it's going to be fine. A, a vat of chocolate icing. Just pure, like, nothing else, just pure icing. Well, sometimes I'd have the pure icing, but other times I'd uh-huh. dip like cookies in it or whatever. And I just sit, so there'd be big vats of icing and I would sit on one vat as my seat so that at least I'm in the fridge, not just standing there and eating. I would sit like a civilized person <laughs> and then I would dip the cookie in the icing and then just sit there and to me, out, text my friends. When How I justified it is that, dude, we're, we're in our 30s. So when we were in high school, minimum wage was like six seventy five. Yeah, I was making at this place seven twenty five. Yeah, I think it, I remember when it went up to seven twenty five and we freaked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, I'm like, dude, I'm stealing as much as I can. Dude, my checks. So I worked like four hours a day, like <laughs> twice a week. Dude, my check was like $30. $30. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, dude, I'm stealing. I'm gonna steal. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and I worked at the place I couldn't steal from. I worked at the shop, right? That was like ironclad. There was a camera literally everywhere. And if you even thought about stealing, they would fire you. That's the how only place, uh, yeah. Macy's was, was like that when I worked no at Macy's. No camera in this one hallway going up to the break room. So that's where people would have fights or throw someone else down the steps. So this girl thought I was stealing her boyfriend and she tried to throw me on the steps where there was no camera. Dude, I <laughs> tweeted the, this a couple weeks ago because I'm strongly on the side of the um, minimum wage workers who want a $15 minimum wage. I even think that's too low. I think minimum wage should be like that's, $25 yeah, an hour. Um, but dude, anyone who's worked retail or fast food is literally a hero. Okay, if you've never worked fast food or retail, you are so fucking lucky because, dude, when you work fast food or retail, dude, I didn't finish college. So those are the only jobs I could get. And dude, you're in the fucking trenches. You deal with the worst of humanity. It's basically like homicide cops and people who work in fast food (laughs) see the worst of humanity. Yeah, the worst people. I'm sure it's dude. Starbucks is like ground zero of just yeah the worst white women on earth all go um i guess i messed up her drink once by mistake truly like or maybe she just didn't ask for the thing this would happen often people would think they asked for almond or whatever they wouldn't Mm -hmm. ask for it and so their drink wouldn't have almond in it and they'd be upset so this woman was like don't you like your job and then she took the drink and threw it at me she threw it at That's me. That's fucking insane. Dude, That's people crazy. would say that all the time. Like, don't you ha- have a little pride in your work? It's like, bitch, I'm making $6 <laughs> an hour. I'm a sophomore in high school. I don't give up. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is weed money. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't care about this job. I do not <laughs> care. And when you work, dude, now, now as an adult, you know, and I moved to New York, I'm a little more worldly. It's so fucking insane to me that people would be particular about their food at a fast food deli. Yeah. Like we would have people come in and be like, that's too much mayo. And it's like, motherfucker, this isn't a Michelin restaurant. I would just never be mad about like if that was too much mayo, I would simply say, hey, 
Could I get it? Like, can I get less mayo? Like, I just wouldn't be trying to fight the person behind the counter. Dude, I, I don't even it. say anything because I realize. Let's say, let's say I really I'm at a subway and I'm right. eating here because I fucked up. <laughs> it's not their you're right, fault. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's not their you fault. You know what I mean? I, I would take it home and I would scrape off the mayo <laughs> exactly. and be like, I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm so the, sorry. the people who would like make you throw something away and remake it. And it's like, bro, you're yeah. at Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Do you know where you are yeah. right now? You're a disgrace. So I think everyone who's ever worked fast food, everyone who's ever worked retail are fucking think heroes. About, you should be able about. to get buried in a military <laughs> cemetery. <laughs> Put a fucking flag dude, over my <laughs> Dude, I, I get like, dude, I legit. When I see, like, especially, like, people who work at a fast food restaurant, like, in an airport, where people are, like, on a time oh limit, like, God. dude, I just, those people are fucking heroes. I, I just can't them? imagine. I can't imagine, like dude. Fucking, yeah. I would do a five guns. What do you do when people are dying? <laughs> 21 guns in the loop. <laughs> yes, that's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I would sing songs at them, even if they didn't want it. But, um, I don't know what, what Patriot songs I would I think because, like, so Megan brought that up. So it made me think about the jobs I've had. <laughs> and I think that's, like, obviously the Royals are racist, but they also, have, none of them ever worked fast food. No, so they think she's, understand they think she's garbage. Is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, because she, she's a commoner who, like, just somehow met their son and they're mad, right? This is because she worked. America story. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I was telling my wife this. So we got all caught up in this and, and we started watching this documentary about Princess Diana on Hulu. And Princess Diana wasn't white enough for them. No. And she was white. She was she was badass. She was cool. And that's why she had to go. I didn't realize cool, when she got married to Princess Charles, Princess Trip Prince Charles. I mean, he could be who knows. She was 19 and he was 32. Wow, I didn't know I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, because when she she died in 1997, so I was like uh 9 years old. So like yeah. everyone's just adults to you when you're 9. Yeah. And now as a 32-year-old, when she died, if I she married a 19-year-old, that would be so disgusting. Yeah. Wait, wait. When how old was she when she died? She so she she got married at 19 in 1981 and she died in 1997 okay so whatever that math is <laughs> you see us both trying to figure it out well so uh, she would have been 20 so she was 19 in 81 so she would have been 29 in 91 so in 97 she was like she was like 28 29 do you have do you have Hey Google on your phone or Hey Siri on your phone? Yeah, I'll just do the math just ask. Here. Yeah, because now I really want to know. Okay. Was she even thirty when she died? I don't know. You said she died in ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is another new segment on the podcast. <laughs> we just Google something. <laughs> That has nothing to do with 35. Oh my god, my math is so off, dude. I was 10 years old. Oh god. I told you guys I didn't finish college. Oh my god. I didn't either. That's why I had to do the whole calculator. 
Oh boy. Oh brother. <laughs> I was only Not off by ten years. <laughs> Pretty close. I was like, that didn't sound right, but I was gonna let him Right. Didn't 28 sound too young? Yeah, it sounded 35 is still young. I'm 32. She was 36. Technically. <laughs> We're way off. So. Damn. Okay. But well, that's she young. She wasn't even 40 yet. Yeah, she's yeah. young. I want to say Harry and Megan are both older than she was now. I think they're in their late 30s. I think he looks old. He could be anything. The, fu- the fucking royals age like milk, dude. They do. Who's Is that the king? The guy who's like dying? He's the, he's the queen's... Going? Well, they don't get to call him the king because he's not, he's the king's husband. So he's a prince, but he looks like shit. Yeah. He's a prince? <laughs> I think at no, a certain right? point you shouldn't be able to call an old man prince. <laughs> I know, it's so you funny. Gotta let it rock. Unless you're the artist formerly known as, don't fucking dare. Dude, he, call. he looks like a corpse and everyone's like, here's Prince Philip. <laughs> Here he comes. Dude, his <laughs> eyes are literally purple. Tales of the Crypt type shit. Oh my God! What a disgrace! God bless so though. Good for him. Good for him still alive, allegedly. <laughs> um, I think that's the show. We did it. We talked <laughs> about everything. We talked about a lot of things. We're right? back. Uh, I've admitted on air to stealing from a corporation. So let's see how that comes back. We're way past the statute of limitations. We're good. all right. I also didn't. Even, that is also alleged. Maybe I didn't actually. Yeah, allegedly. It. Also, it was, dude, it if you're working like, fast food or retail and making minimum wage and not stealing, <laughs> start the stealing. On you bitch. <laughs> yeah. The joke is on you. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not saying steal money out of the register, but I'm saying highlighters. If you want. If there's something you want for yeah. Christmas, go grab that. If it's magnets, birthday, it's better. Go yeah, ahead. like staplers, that scissors. That is not enough. You take what you need to. They have a budget where they need to replenish yes. office supplies every quarter. What is that? So called? you are entitled to they, all the things. They know you're going to steal. That is what shrink is. So just do it. Part do of my job out. at the deli was to throw away expired food. So if I wasn't eating it. It was right. going to go in the garbage. Right. Hello. At night, we had to throw away the pastries. If I didn't eat the pastry throughout the day and say that it broke, <laughs> then what? Just goes in the garbage? The garbage? For real? No, thanks. Not on my watch. Ariel, do you have any things to plug before we get out of here? Um, not really. You could just check me out on the internet. I'm still trying to figure out TikTok and reels and stuff. So I'm at Ariel EAT on Twitter and Instagram. And I think maybe TikTok, I have the same name, but I really don't know because I don't use TikTok. So I even don't do that. Don't follow me. On TikTok. <laughs> you can follow me at you, Brian? Brian Yang on Twitter. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We're back. We'll be here every week once again. This has been Once Again You. I'm Brian Yang. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.